I'm content creator Claudine Francois and the founder of In Good Clean Taste. I am dedicated to helping women entrepreneurs design a healthy lifestyle by incorporating healthy, delicious tools, tips, and resources that empower their inner and outer game. Every episode, my featured guest and I share our healthy, delicious lifestyle journey on my globally recognized show, Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. Oh my gosh. Hi, hi, hi. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here on Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine. I hope you are ready for an amazing episode because today's guest does not disappoint because if you love food as much as I love food, and we all know that I love food, and you want to feel fantastic after eating it, you are definitely in for a treat. Now, as a reminder, anytime you want to check out me, my programs, my offerings, you can always, oh, and some recipes, you can always go to my website at ingoodcleantaste.com. So today's topic is how to create weekly delicious healthy recipes with Debbie Adler. Oh my goodness, I'm going to bring her up from the green room in just a moment. Let me tell you about this amazing woman. Okay, Debbie Adler is a plant-based chef bakery owner, and award-winning cookbook author of critically acclaimed Sweet, Savory, and Free and Sweet Debbie's Organic Treats. She is also a plant-based cooking and baking instructor, and her popular online courses, Plant Powerful Life GPS, Quintessential Health 360, and the Complete Plant Powerful Weight Loss System, which have been taken by hundreds of students worldwide. So cool. She has been interviewed on NBC's Nightly News, ABC7's Eyewitness News, CBS Los Angeles, and the national superstation WGN. And Debbie has also been featured in the Los Angeles Times and on NPR's radio show Here and Now. People, we have someone who's been on NPR. How cool is this? Her recipes have been published in national publications such as Pilates Style Magazine, Naked Food Magazine, Allergic Living, Living Without, Simply Gluten-Free, Delight Gluten-Free, Ventura Boulevard, and Low Sugar Living, as well as on popular websites and blogs such as Cosmopolitan, One Green Planet, The Kitchen, Chic Vegan, Austin Food Magazine, and Self. Whew, what a pedigree. We've got a powerhouse in our midst today for sure. And I am going to bring her up. Oh, I cannot wait for you to meet her. Check this out. Debbie Adler with us in person. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Great. Oops, I had forgotten to take that thing off. Oh, well, live. What are you going to do? <laughs> welcome, welcome. So, so excited to have you. Um, I know we can sit here and talk for hours and hours about all of this amazingness that you have going on. And I'm going to start with what a healthy, delicious lifestyle means to you. Well, I, I would say it's just enjoying what you eat and at the same time, having it be the best food that you could put in your body for health reasons. But you do have to enjoy it because if you if you don't enjoy it or you feel like you're de being deprived, then it's not going to last and then you're going to just put junk into your system just to get that craving fix. So mm -hmm. I would say you need to enjoy your healthy food and figure out ways to make it delicious so that it becomes a habit to eat that way. Oops. So I, it, it cut off there. So it becomes, so it becomes how, so it becomes a habit 
to eat that way. Yes. Oh my gosh. You are speaking my language. Um, what I have found, cause I, you know, I became gluten-free. I went plant-based many years ago and I found that it took, I had to find ways to make it enjoyable, right? Because for me, eating is very a pleasurable experience. <laughs> and so finding things that I love to eat that make me feel great. Like that was like what I call the food nirvana, like the pinnacle of getting to the place where I could eat things that my body liked and eat things that my taste buds like. So the fact that you've made a million cookbooks, I don't want to say a million, but you've made a lot of cookbooks with all this healthy deliciousness. It's like, it's perfect because it brings the food that people love to them. And it also helps nourish their bodies. And I would say nourish their souls a little bit. Cause I feel like when I eat a really delicious meal, I feel like uplifted. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's very spiritual and it's, um, it's, it could, yeah, it's absolutely, uh, makes sense. Mm. Now I would love for you to share a little bit about your story because I feel like people will really, I mean, when you tell your story, people are going to be like, wow. How, so tell us how you got into plant-based eating. Oh, well, that came after um, I went to the International Healthcare Nutrition Conference in Anaheim. I, I, I had uh, already started my bakery back in 2005. Uh, my, and then a year later, my son was, or two years later, my son was born with severe food allergies. Then I had to revamp my bakery so that it was not only vegan and gluten-free, but also um, free of the top eight food allergens. And then, uh, so the bakery was going well. And then um, I, I happened to go to this conference. Uh, my, my husband had told me about it. It was, it was mostly for healthcare professionals, but I'm healthcare professional adjacent because he's a doctor. So I, I was able to go. And they had, you know, Dr. Greger and Dr. Uh, T. Colin Campbell. And I had just read the China study, which is a very famous study that uh, over 30 years uh, proved that a plant-based diet helps prevent disease. Yes. And uh, so, so he was there. Dr. Esselstyn was there, who um, is a cardiologist, but he doesn't perform stent surgery anymore. He realized that that was not very helpful because two years later his patients would come back and their arteries would be clogged again. So mm. he went plant-based. So these are the pioneers. I, I, so I went to the conference, I'm hearing all these stories, the, the patients actually who, uh, like Dr. Esselstyn's patients were actually there. The ones that were a day away from bypass surgery, they, he said, all right, let's do plant-based for three weeks and see what happens. They, they did a whole food plant-based diet. And then, Three weeks later, they didn't need the surgery anymore. I was floored. I tell you, it was the biggest revelation. It changed my life. So I came mm -hmm. home and I said, this is, I have to do this. I mean, I, I was already vegan. So it's not like, oh, this big change. The, the change was that you really can't have oil, sugar, or salt. So mm -hmm. um, that's like the addition to being vegan. Because vegan is is good, you know, you're saving animals, thank goodness, but you're, you know, you could you could have junk vegan food, like, you know, a sugary this or oily that. But with with whole food plant-based, you're you're leaving that out. So 
I said, okay, no more oil. How do you saute? Well, you can use a vegetable broth. You can use a little bit of water. You can use some carrot juice. So those are the things that, how do you make a dressing without oil? There are many, many ways. You can add a little uh, seeds or nuts to make the, you know, the fat, and then you just add the, the rest of it. So there are many ways to go around it. So that's how I came into plant-based uh, eating and, and cooking was, was that conference. That was the, that was the, the inflection point. And then mm. I started to, to write the recipes. I, I came up with my own recipes, posted them on Facebook. And about a year later, the um, publisher of the China study came, uh, they got in touch with my agent, my literary agent, and said, we want her to write a cookbook for us. And that was when I wrote Sweet, Savory, and Free. And mm. so that, that was it. So, so good. Oh, I love that story. And it's interesting how life puts these things in our path, right? Like, it's almost like, here you go. Here's this one little thing. You already knew how to do a bakery, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that in itself is... <laughs> That's a big undertaking. Um, and then coming into the plant-based world, learning how to make these tweaks to fit not a, not just the plant-based niche, but like an even further niche within that, learning how to make those tweaks so you could bring that to other people who probably, for a lot of people, that might be sound daunting. But mm -hmm. when you are able to either create it in your bakery or create a... An, I'm just going to bring it up because I love it. This is your, this is your latest cookbook. I will be, we'll be talking about this extensively because I'm like, I'm never letting this go. <laughs> but, um, but just the innovation in this, you know, it's interesting because I've been reading cookbooks and cooking magazines for like, I don't know, over 30 years, right? And so it's not too often that I come across something that's like, unique or different or interesting. But I have to tell you, when I was reading this book, I was like, oh, I never thought of putting miso there. And oh, pistachio, that, that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm a little giddy. Don't mind me. Um, <laughs> so it's I would love, what's that? Giddy is good. It is so good. So good. And, and I made some of these recipes. I'll be telling you about it. So I will, I do want to come up, um, talk about this point that you brought up, which is how a plant-based diet slows down biological aging. I don't think a lot of people have heard this one before. They've probably heard, oh, you can prevent heart disease and diabetes and all these other things. I don't know that so many people talk about the effect of a plant-based diet on biological aging. So tell us more about that. I would love for people to hear your thoughts on that. Well, several things happen when you're on a plant-based diet, which is that it's a very anti-inflammatory diet. So things like meat and eggs are inflammatory, which means that your cells and your body and your organs, they swell. It's, an, it's a reaction to the bad food. And the plants that you're eating, if you're on a plant-based diet, will do the opposite. So it's anti-inflammatory, which is healthier. In addition to that, we have what is called telomeres in our body. It's a part of the DNA. So there's a DNA strand and there's a little cap on top. It's sort of like the cap on your sneaker shoelace, the little plastic. And mm -hmm. then when um, you're, you have old shoelaces, you know, that plastic starts to come off and then the, the, the shoelace shreds and starts to come apart. Well, that's what happens to your telomeres over time. As you get older, your telomeres get shorter and they also start to fall apart. And that's 
when you start to get sick. So a plant-based diet will actually lengthen your telomeres, which is good. And it also keeps that, that little cap on, on the DNA, the, the telomere mm -hmm. holds it all together. So you're, you're really helping yourself keep healthy, live a long life without the atrophy. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. There's so much goodness in there. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to touch on two of those things because one, I love what you say about anti-inflammatory foods. I personally have, I, I did my DNA test. I am predisposed to inflammation issues, which is why when I was eating, when I was eating gluten, dairy, and sugar, I was getting migraines and I was having all kinds of health issues, immune, all the things. Right. And I've noticed that even when I take people off of those things for three days, because I have a three day cleanse, right? Where they eat real food for three days, just three days, people start to notice, wow, I don't have this bloating in my stomach anymore. I don't have the sinus issues. Like I feel lighter. My brain is clearer. Like it's interesting what, you know, what inflammation does in our body. And of course right. we get sick more often, all the things. But another thing that you mentioned when it comes to the telomeres and living longer, healthier lives, you've probably read about the blue zones, like the National Geographic study where they talk about the people's in the world that live the longest, healthiest lives. They studied these, cent cent is it centenarian or centenarian? I always get it wrong, but yes. the people are hundreds of years old. <laughs> 800 years old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and most of them are, if they're not completely plant-based, they are mostly plant-based, yes. right? And right. it, a lot of it has to do with what, um, what that does in our bodies. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about what a, you know, the, the flip side of this, we talk about the benefits of plant-based eating, but what about the kind of some of the, some of the drawbacks of eating animals and, um, yeah, I'd just love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, uh, first of all, the, the downside of eating animals is that you're killing a living sentient being. That's the number one thing we shouldn't be killing uh, anything that's alive and, and, and sentient, which is an animal. Uh, number two is the, the people think, most people think that you're getting protein from meat, which is not true. You're getting protein from the grass that the animal ate. So the, the animal is the middleman. And so you're killing the middleman to get your protein when actually the protein is in the plants. So a lot mm -hmm. of people don't know this. And this, this is a, a lie or, or a myth or uh, misinformation that's been perpetuated for many, many, many years. And so we have to start thinking of the plants as having the protein. So you're not going to get protein from meat. You're going to get sick. That's, that's what you're going to do. You're going to get sick down the line, maybe not tomorrow, but down the line, the cholesterol, the whatever else, the, the, there's a lot of nefarious things going on with meat. The you know the inflammation it causes will lead to disease. What disease? I don't know, but it will lead to disease eventually. And so instead of having that outcome, you should think about well, let's learn how to make delicious meals with plants so that I don't have to first of all kill an animal. Uh, that's, you know, that's the first thing. And maybe I can live a longer, healthier life and I won't have to be, you know, hospitalized or, uh, you know, be sick for the last third of my life. 
So mm-hmm. that that's how people should be thinking. And there's so many uh, plant-based meats. I mean, if you really want to think about uh, you know, not doing processed foods, you're not, you're not going to go that route. But let's say you just want to make a transition. It's perfectly fine to get what, one of those plant-based burgers that they have now and grill it. It's delicious. It tastes like meat. If you really miss meat, they have plant-based turkey. They have plant-based everything right now. You will not, they have plant-based eggs, you know, like years ago, they didn't have these things. So you really had to work at making things to, to taste good. But now everything is, is plant-based cheeses are plant-based. So there really is no reason to, to create a violent act, which is the killing of the animal to, to eat. Mm, it's so good. That's like a healthy, delicious lifestyle moment right there. I love that. And I, I will say that as someone who has not been able to eat cheese or, and I'll say gluten as well for, I don't know, more than a decade, <laughs> um, things have gotten much better. So if anyone's watching this and you're like, oh, I tried a plant-based cheese or I tried a, a plant-based something or else and it just wasn't good. I would say keep trying because there are some out there that aren't great. I will readily admit that. And there are some that I have fooled people who are eating dairy all day long. <laughs> there are some great ones that, you know, they use cashews or coconut. Um, and of course, I always look for really natural ingredients because I don't want to be eating a bunch of fillers and junk. Um, yeah. I don't know if you have any particular, I love the Miyoko's brand for cheese. Do you have any yeah. favorite cheese brands? Yeah, Miyoko's is good. She's very good. Um, and I also make my own. I've learned how to make my own. Uh, I have some very good recipes that, like one is in the book, uh, the Mediterranean plate, which is a feta. So that's just, uh, you know, made from plants. Um, and now I have even more, because since I published that book, it was only in October, I've come up with like a cheese ball, how to make a cheese ball. Mm. Because it's not only, um, you know, I don't use nuts for that. I use cauliflower. I figured out how to do it with cauliflower and seeds. Oh, so good. Less fatty, you know, less less fat. Yes. So, uh, I have a lot of exciting cheese, cheese uh, recipes now that are plant-based. So I'm going to start uh, doing that, you know, putting those out. I love it. Okay. I can't wait anymore. I'm going to bring up your book. <laughs> Because one of the things I noticed now, I make a vegan pesto, which, you know, I'm just making it, um, I won't, I, I can't say traditional way because it's not a traditional way, but I, I wasn't, I, I will say that the way I make it is not as unique and innovative as the way that you made it. Um, uh-huh. you have a really good picture of this in, um, this is the arugula in artichoke pizza. Actually, I'm going to bring it up because I have a picture that you kindly gave me. Oh, so good. So much goodness here. Um, there is your picture, but in here. And so you reference the pesto, which is on a different page. And I actually made the one that was on the other page, the cauliflower flatbread. Uh-huh. I really want to make, okay. I don't know that you could give me a picture of this one. I really want to make this uh, gnocchi. Oh, oh, that's delicious. Oh yeah. my goodness. Actually, no, you did give me a picture of that. Hold on. Where's the gnocchi? There we go. Oh, so good. <laughs> I'm just drooling over your book. Um, but I made the cauliflower flatbread, flatbread, which is in here somewhere. Um, and that it, the pesto is made with pistachios, like genius. How did you think to make pesto with, because I imagine you're using the pistachios instead of oil and you're also adding plant-based milk, right? Right. How did you come up with that? 
Well, I learned that pistachios don't have as much fat as other nuts and they're green on the inside. And I yeah. wanted pesto because that's what you expect, you know, when you have pesto because you're also putting in basil. So, you know, that's green. So I thought, well, why don't we use pistachios that are green anyway? And we can, <laughs> and we can have a different tasting pesto because I started to make pe pistachio milk. That's how it started. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I ran out of cashews. I ran out of almonds and I only had pistachios in the house. And I always make my own plant-based milk every week, every few days I make my own milk. And yeah. I said, Oh, I, I don't have anything. Ah, let me try the pistachios. Like, oh, I don't have anything else. I'm going to, I'm going to see. It was so delicious. I could not believe it was the most delicious plant-based milk I've ever tasted. Yes. So I decided, well, if it tastes good in milk, as a plant milk, why not put it in a sauce? Good idea. And okay, for anyone who's like rolling their eyes at making your own plant-based milk, I will say that when I tried it, it was so much easier than I thought it was going to be because you're literally soaking nuts, grinding them and squeezing out the liquid. That's it. And you can add, I mean, so now I'll make my husband a a hazelnut cashew milk like creamer for his coffee right or i'll make i'll make a strawberry or a chocolate one for me they're <laughs> so good and it is pretty easy but the thing that i don't think a lot of people realize the difference between the milk you'd buy at the store versus the milk you're making is it's so much richer it has such a better flavor like if you buy almond milk at the store it doesn't really taste like much right but when you make almond milk it tastes yeah. creamy it tastes really you know there's just a much better flavor a much richer flavor it's almost like i guess if i were to guess because i haven't had you know cow's milk in a really long time i would guess it's a difference between whole milk and like skim milk maybe well it's not that only that, you're right about that but also if you look at the ingredients on the packaged ones in the stores they always always contain oil now mm -hmm. oil very inflammatory, not to mention you're going to get ar arterial disease, you know, in your endothelial cells. The oil is very bad. The endothelial cells are the cells inside the heart arteries and mm. get inflammation there. And that's just going to cause problems down the line. I mean, you're not going to think of it, you know, drinking almond milk, but, you know, from the from the store, you're going to get sunflower oil in your mm. in your milk, in your plant milk. And you're going to get sugar or or most you know most of the time salt which you don't need and so the whole thing is a processed um product that and very expensive on top of that so in order yeah. to save money and save your life you're better off investing in in a high-speed blender you need a high-speed blender to do a, a good milk and yeah that's it. And you just invest in that and then you have it forever. It, these high-speed blenders last a long time. And then you use, you use that to make your own milk and then you don't have the nefarious ingredients. And they're, yeah, they're so good. I got a Vitamix. When I started, when I went down this road, I call it the rabbit hole that I went down. <laughs> I got the Vitamix um, because yeah, it was much easier. Okay. You know, I could talk about your recipes all day. I so want to make your chocolate orange biscotti. Oh, my goodness, this looks amazing. I absolutely can't wait. Um, I didn't get a chance this weekend. I'm definitely going to put it on my list for the next weekend. But this one, this burger. Okay, I have to tell you a story about this burger. I made this for my kids this past weekend. You know how kids are. Kids 
kids can be interesting, right? Um, my daughter loved it so much. She's like, mommy, can I have this for lunch again tomorrow? Wow. Not only, so the burger is sweet potato and um, black bean. No, sorry, adzuki beans. And which I don't, I hadn't used a whole lot. And it was nice that I was able to find them with the Eden Foods brand because yep. the Eden yep. Food brand, they, they, they make them in a way that they're more digestible, right? They use kombu yep. and they cook them. Mm -hmm. um, so, so good. Like I felt really, really satiated after eating. Now I know some people are like, I'm always hungry after I eat plant-based. Uh, hello, the beans have a ton of great protein and a ton of great fiber, by the way. So if you need a little help with the fiber... <laughs> That's certainly a great way to do it. And of course, the avocado and the tzatziki sauce. So absolutely delicious. And I have to say, your magic ingredient that I used, not only when I made this, but when I made the cauliflower flatbread that I was like, what? I never thought of it. Miso. White miso. Okay. Is this because you're not using salt? Is that why the miso? That's right. That's right. So it's good acceptable because it's a fermented food and fermented foods are very healthy and mm -hmm. good for the biome. So you are allowed to have miso, a little bit of miso for that salty flavor. Yes. Yeah. And I want to get back to the salt thing because um, a lot of people might think, oh, well, if you're not having salt, how are you getting flavor? Your stuff is jam packed with flavor. I love the spices that you use. So good. Like I did not think anything. As a matter of fact, your cauliflower flatbread, I've been eating it for breakfast, like my avocado toast base mm. <laughs> with, the, with the pesto on top. Oh, mm. this looks delicious. Um, but between the miso, which has that great umami, like some people who miss meat, like they miss, they're really missing the umami of it. And that, yeah. and you get that from mushrooms too, which you have on the flatbread. Um, but that miso just, it, it gave it such a great rich fullness to it. And of course, the spices you add, there was no flavor missing out of this thing. So if, I would say if anyone wants to try a, one recipe first, this one was hands down family favorite, <laughs> kids and all, kid approved. Mm, so oh, love it. I, we love that one. Um, so let's see. Here is a picture of your cookbook. So I've been holding it up, right? And I know you have yours too there. Um, so, and this is your third book. Am I right? Yeah, this is the third one. Yeah. Oh, so good. So it's absolutely delicious. I'm just going to flip through because the biscotti totally want to make that. <gasps> you have a muhammara. Mm -hmm. If you guys don't know what a muhammara is, it is the world's best dip. Like, oh my gosh, it's pomegranate, a red bell pepper, pomegranate molasses, red bell pepper, walnuts. And of course you add your secret ingredients. <laughs> it's just so, so good. Um, I'm definitely gonna make that for my next get together because whenever I make muhammara, it's like goes, it goes fast. Yeah. And yours, I'm sure given the flavors that I've tried already, I'm sure yours will be absolutely amazing. But there's just like so much in here that is so great. I can't even, like we've emailed back and forth. I've been gushing for since I got it. <laughs> So, so good. Um, and I do want to say for anyone who is thinking about like, I don't know, could I do plant-based? I would say start with baby steps, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, a lot of people have tried the meatless Monday thing. Mm -hmm. um, and also another thing I would suggest is finding the combinations that work for you, right? Like some people, we were talking about protein earlier, legumes. So like lentils, 
um, beans, finding the right ones. If you don't think that beans work for you, making sure that they're cooked properly because cooking them either in a pressure cooker, using kombu, using bay leaves to get out that phytic acid, which sometimes bothers people's tummies, like mm -hmm. that can make, help them make, be more digestible for people. And they have so many great nutrients mm -hmm. and protein. Right. Um, so finding proteins that work for you. It might not be all nuts. It might not be all beans. It might not be all soy, right? Like you find the ones mm -hmm. that work for you. I mean, when you went, so you went plant-based a while ago, right? You mm -hmm. were saying you went plant-based first and then you modified it. I mean, what, do you remember some of the things that you were able to, um, kind of figure out that could help people who might want to start transitioning? Um, well, you know, like you said, do it one meal at a time. If you're uh, good at eating no meat or no animal protein for breakfast, then do just breakfast plant-based for a week. And then, um, you know, I, I would build up from there and then see if you can do a, a plant-based lunch, you know, do a salad with fun, crunchy toppings and, you know, make it delicious and filling, um, you know, put, put your favorite veggie sushi on top like make it fun mm. um you know uh dinner you know people think of it as oh you have to have your your meat or fish your potato and your uh vegetable and that has to go out the window and you have to think of your plate being you know maybe half veggies then maybe a starch and then something else like uh, mushrooms or a seitan or, or a, a baked tofu. There's so many delicious sauces, you know, barbecue sauce or a, um, a pad thai. Um, mm. So many, first you could just go crazy looking on the internet to see all the plant-based recipes. That's the first thing is just look with your eyeball, see pictures. That's how I did it. You know, I, I would just look at pictures and say, oh my God, that looks so good. And then, if it weren't already plant-based, I'd make it plant-based. Just yes. take, right. Just take out the ingredients that are not plant-based and then, and, and substitute. And I would do that for anybody who wants to transition, just look at pictures and, and say, Oh, that looks, Oh, I'm drooling. Let, let, let me make that and print it out and then try to, you know, if it's already plant-based, just follow the recipe. And if it's not, then, you know, try substituting a few things. And if you have a question, you know, you could ask me or Claudine, you know, um, we're, we're here to help. Yes. I love that. I think that's a mocktail moment right there. I like my mocktails. <laughs> and also, you know, depending on where you live, you might have a great restaurant that does plant-based and trying out their foods because, you know, they've, they've spent some time perfecting it. Right. So mm -hmm. yeah, um, that's, that's always a good thing. I love that. Oh my gosh, Debbie, there's been like so much great, so much goodness in this conversation. I would say for anyone who hasn't checked out this, you can see I've, I put tabs on it. Like this is how excited I am about this book. Um, it is on Amazon. I'll be sure to drop the link in the show notes because I didn't even go through all this stuff. I mean, she has some amazing salad here. She's got some soups. Um, there's like a really good like bean and vegetable one I want to try. So we're definitely keeping this out for a while. <laughs> okay. Oh my goodness. It, is, it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. So I'm gonna, yes, I know. Right. We could talk forever about food. <laughs> I'm going to drop you in the green room, hang out, get your mocktail, and we'll be right back. Oh my goodness. Was that not amazing? Didn't I tell you? So, so good. So much great information there. 
Um, you're definitely going to want to check out these goodies. So I'll be sure to drop the link in the um, in the show notes. Um, if you're wondering like how to create more healthy, delicious meals, how can you try to go more plant-based? I, I have a free masterclass, my three, two, one done masterclass. If you want to figure out like easy ways that you can create healthy, delicious weeknight meals. Um, so I will put that in the show notes as well. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to remind you to think about how you can create a healthy, delicious lifestyle for yourself today. And until then, be sure to join me for another episode of Healthy Delicious Lifestyle with Claudine next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and we'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women.